Hello and welcome to the Wednesday interview from the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm Anthony Day. Today's interview is about a radical new approach to funding conservation. Let's get straight to it. Christian and Sean spoke to me from their base in the south of Spain. Well, today's Wednesday interview is with two founders of Crypto Coral Tribe. And they say leveraging art and technology to drive marine conservation is their objective. Well, that obviously fits in very well with Sustainable Futures, Sustainable Futures Report, because as much as trying to deal with the climate crisis, we're also very concerned with preserving what we already have here on Earth. So let me welcome, first of all, um, Christian Chain and Sean Honeyman. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Anthony. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Right. Now, from your website, your objective is to plant 3,000 corals across three continents, which is, sounds a great idea. But the question is, how are you actually going to achieve this? How are you going to fund this? So perhaps uh, you'd like to explain. Yeah, of course. Thank you for the opportunity, Anthony. So yeah, our initial pledge, well, one of our, the many things we hope to do is to plant 3,000 corals across the world. And we're using NFTs as a sort of fundraising tool for that. So we've got a collection. Let's, let's step back a bit. What's an NFT? Great. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. And the simplest way most people think of it is basically that it's a JPEG on the internet, which is backed by the blockchain or it's on the blockchain. So the most important thing about that is it's inherently verifiable. You can verify ownership very easily through the blockchain. And that's the simple way to put it, but there's a whole world that opens up. So feel free to ask any questions from there. So, so this links in with art, which you mentioned in your vision statement, leveraging art. And I think we've come across NFTs, non-fungible tokens, being sold for millions of pounds and dollars for very well-known artworks. It seems a very odd concept to me because the artwork still exists. You don't own it, but yes, but you do, but other people can share it. So where's the value in that? Of course. Yeah, so, well, go ahead, Christian. Yeah, I think it's, it's quite a mind-boggling question, right? How um, pieces of art, for example, people uh, kind of mid last year sold a piece for $79 million, you know? Um, the, the initial code um, script for the internet was also turned into an NFT in a, in a video format and, and sold for a, a couple of million on Christie's as well. You know, so there is this kind of um, huge emphasis on the space right now. And I think the, the main uh, shift of understanding comes in getting more comfortable with digital ownership. You know, um, for, for decades and, and hundreds of years, we've been quite physical creatures as humans, but now increasingly so we're spending more time online. We're we're valuing um, online communication. Um, we buy stocks and bonds. A lot of our money is even kind of, it's not, it's not physical money in a bank, you know, it's digital currency that's, that's verified to our wallets, you know? So it's the same concept that applies to the ownership of art. And, um, and, and in a sense, in terms of utility, why would someone want to do it? You know, if you own a digital piece of art, it's something you can quickly sell and move um, in a matter of seconds online versus transporting it. Um, you can store it very safely online. 
um, there's no way that someone can uh, create a fake version of it or copy it because it's encrypted on the blockchain. So there's many sort of um, utility points that also uh, come along with this and, and sort of concretize this idea of digital ownership and people getting comfortable with it. Right. So looking at your website, there are a number of pieces of art and those, I believe, are what you're going to sell or you're going to sell NFTs for. Now, is that what underlies what you describe as your impact fund? Uh, yeah, in a sense. So our art collection will have 9,000 unique characters and they're all kind of individual and unique pieces of art, which the everyday person can come in and buy, right? Um, so from the sale of these NFTs, these tokens uh, represented by the art, 50% um, of those proceeds will go towards this impact fund. And the impact fund's mission is, and intention is to invest and donate towards uh, marine conservation projects and other sort of creative initiatives that also approach things from another angle that isn't just purely on the field work. Right. Now, you say that um, a crypto coral token will cost one sol. Now, I, is sol a cryptocurrency? Yes. So we're launching on Solana because the, there's a big narrative around a lot of cryptocurrencies that they're very energy inefficient and bad for the right. environment. Solana, I believe, is a blockchain system, yes? Yes, indeed. So it's very similar to Ethereum in the sense that it's a layer one, which just means that it's the base sort of blockchain, which other things can build on, such as NFTs. And the key thing for us is that Solana is very cheap and it's very clean in terms of its energy efficiency. So it actually uses less energy than two Google searches. So um, for us, that was a very important decision. And yeah, one sold is the price. Uh, at the moment, what is um, what does a sol cost in, in real money? <laughs> so right now it's about 140 US dollars, but... Um, we're a bit tied to fiat currency in the sense that we're working with NGOs who will pay in Solana, but they have to pay their workers and the cost of materials all in USD. So essentially, even though our price is going to be around one sol, it is subject to change with the cost of Solana. Okay. All right. So your price of one sol, does that buy you an NFT to one piece of artwork or are you auctioning the artwork? Uh, one sold for one NFT, yeah. No auction. It would just be a, a mint via candy machine. So people go and they go onto our website and click the mint button and they'll get a lovely piece of artwork in their, in their wallets. Oh, um, well, can they choose which one? No, it's all completely randomly generated. So you can score a really nice and high level and rare a piece of artwork which has special elements which will be extra cool extra epic and therefore be able to go for a higher resale if the person wants to resell it and that's what a lot of people enjoy is that sense of a lottery of oh will i get one of the better ones you know but they're all lovely pieces of art and i'd be very happy with any of them and who's creating these pieces of art so we're actually working with a an illustrator in brazil uh, his name is joao and um, he specializes in sort of um, indigenous uh, and futurism uh, kind of art styles. Um, so we're working together with him to kind of hand draw, well, hand draw, draw and, and map onto a computer, you know, for an iPad and Illustrator, but hand draw these unique elements which go into, there's around 200 unique elements which go into creating this whole, uh, almost like a database from which the 9,000 get generated from. 
I see. I see. Yeah. So uh, part of your costs, of course, will be uh, paying his fees for generating the, the artwork for you. Um, and then you've got 50% which you will donate into these projects. Now, you mentioned specifically coral. How are you going to, how are you planning to take that investment forward? Um, so at the moment, uh, we've uh, signed contracts with four different uh, kind of coral farmers around the world. So these are people who specialize and dedicate to planting uh, coral fragments through different techniques. Um, and we've got um, uh, Turks and Caicos Reef based in Turks and Caicos, uh, another couple in Indonesia, um, as well as one in, uh, in Malaga, Spain, which was a really cool uh, um, opportunity for us being so close to us here and, you know, kind of representing corals in Europe as well. It can feel like quite a tropical and out there thing. So it was quite nice to have something close to home. So, yeah, we'll be working together with them and with their teams to um, to channel some of these funds towards them and, and support their coral planting initiatives uh, to meet this 3000 target. You mentioned on your website that you're looking into supporting research into breeding coral to try and make it, uh, well, to, to try and speed up the breeding process so that you can make good the damage which has been caused so far by climate change. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for, for noticing that. So basically, we want to go beyond just planting the corals because we want to be sustainable in the long run. And one of the issues with the coral farming industry is that it's just a little bit too expensive for each coral uh, fragment to plant, unlike, let's say, the tree planting industry, which is very commercially viable. So with coral breeding research and economies of scale, um, people have really done some great and fantastic work with First of all, taking corals which have survived the last 20, 30 years of changing climate conditions and using genetic breeding to take those strongest corals and selectively breed them. And also at economies of scale, we can mass produce them. So we can produce a lot of healthy corals which can survive the next 20 years of increasing and changing climate conditions. And if we can do that, we can reduce the price of planting one coral right now is around $43 we can reduce it to as much as $10. And that's huge. And a time when we will need to restore all coral reefs, because I think about estimates say that within 25 odd years, 70 to 90% of all our reefs could have disappeared. So it's really important that we not only are consistently planting these corals, it's that we're planting strong corals that can survive those conditions. Okay. I note again from your website that there are other similar schemes, one supporting beluga whales, the other one supporting the rhino. Have you plans to broaden beyond coral in, in the fullness of time? Yeah, so this is a, something we thought about quite a lot. And um, we wanted to start with, with corals. We thought they're an important factor in the ocean. You know, they support over 25% of marine species and they're really this like seed in the, in the ocean. Um, but all of us are quite passionate about nature and kind of view it as one entire ecosystem, you know, so where we are excited to venture into, you know, a little bit outside the sea or into other projects that importantly leverage technology and art, as you said, in these kind of clever and interesting ways, you know, to kind of capture capital and drive this into making a, a positive impact uh, in the world. So, yeah, we're, we're open and that's kind of our lens of creation. Okay, let's let's just go back to the system you're basing all this on, which is blockchain. Blockchain, of course, underlies Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies. And 
the whole business of cryptocurrency mining is has a bad name because it's an intense use of energy. Now, what is the carbon footprint? What is the energy use of your use of blockchain? Yeah, so that's a really good point, Anthony. It's something that I mentioned before, where there's this narrative that cryptocurrency and NFTs, anything involving blockchain is very bad for the planet. And by using a chain like Solana, a blockchain, which is a little bit more eco-friendly, we've really minimized that because initially we were looking at Ethereum, which is very high energy intensive, and we couldn't really justify that carbon footprint for a mission which is all about saving the oceans, right? So Solana really was the perfect point for us where it was a growing ecosystem, but also it has a very low carbon footprint with each transaction on the Solana blockchain only using the energy of a little less than two Google searches. So that's very reasonable for us as a carbon footprint, especially the impact we can do by using this blockchain and NFTs. I see. On your website, it says you're launching in the first quarter of 2022. Have you got a date yet? Um, we haven't established a date yet, um, but we'll be releasing one soon. It depends on a couple of factors. Uh, in terms of marketing and some of the development of the project. So um, you'll have to stay tuned on our socials to, to know exactly the date. But so you're still soon. online for the first quarter? Still on track for the first quarter? We are on track for the first quarter, yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, where do you see yourselves in a year from now? Okay, so that's an interesting question. Maybe we can both, Sean and I can both give a little bit of a, an insight into this. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, part of the and, and kind of a dimension that we haven't mentioned of the project yet is, is the is the kind of creative side of, of, of investments and the impact fund, you know. So we're, we, we want to support this kind of on-field work, restoring corals, whatever conservation projects might come up that we can support with our fund. Um, but we also believe a lot in the sort of um, creative aspect of things, so the power of art to communicate the, the issues here, the power of art to bring up emotion and drive people towards making actions, you know, so um, we're in talks with a few artists right now in terms of possible future collections um, around generative forms of art, which are very different to the art styles we're, we're basing off now, they're kind of data driven and they're visualizing maybe sounds of the ocean or, or different data points that we can touch upon to really uh, spark people's imaginations, get them curious, you know, like bring this kind of art narrative um, to, to conservation efforts as well. So that's something I would, I look forward to as well. And, and I definitely see as our, our, in our year plan moving forward, you know, expanding this sort of creative capacity of what we do. And Sean, what's your vision? Yeah, lovely. Well, obviously, uh, I share Christian's artistic passion in that sense. But for me, um, what's really special about this project is um, NFTs as a tool for collaboration, right? So the technology inherent in the NFTs means that anyone who can have it, who has it, can verify their ownership. And therefore, we can collaborate with all those people. So the way we see our impact fund eventually moving is that anyone who owns our NFT can participate in the proposal and voting process for how funds are allocated to different charitable initiatives. And that will take time to sort of foster and cultivate that sense of community, that sense of ownership and responsibility for our planet and the desire to go in and take the time to read through proposals and vote 
on how funds should be allocated. Our idea is to try and make that very fun and build up a sense of community and really gamify the whole experience and just have a whole network of brilliant marine and different NGO partners and community leaders who are all pushing forward ideas and proposals and different projects that we can all work towards. And hopefully it will be something quite beautiful in a year's time, which will be a lot more than just corals. It will be about a whole ecosystem of marine and wildlife restoration. Well, that's great. Sean, Christian, thank you both very much for talking to the Sustainable Futures Report. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for your question. Thank you, Andy. It's been an absolute pressure. Pleasure. You're a real gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good. I've never been called that before. Well, <laughs> there you are. At the Sustainable Futures Report, I'm always trying to bring you something new and interesting. As you heard, the system launches in the next few weeks, so if you want to invest, you'll have to wait. If you're considering an investment, you should, of course, always take appropriate professional advice. Thank you for listening to the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm grateful both to you for listening and also to my patrons who listen and subscribe on a monthly basis to support this podcast, allowing it to be completely independent and totally ad-free. For the price of a couple of cups of coffee each month, you're getting up to eight episodes. That's four Wednesday interviews and four Friday magazines. As a patron, you'll usually get them a day or so before everyone else. You'll get a shout out when you join and silver supporters and above get a unique enamel badge. Your ideas for future episodes are particularly welcome and I'm working on developing and upgrading patron benefits. More details soon. In the meantime, go to patreon.com and find out more. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-F-R. It's all there. I have a lot of eager interviewees. The next one should be ready for you this time next week. And thereafter, there'll be a Wednesday interview every Wednesday and a Friday magazine on Fridays. But that's it for this time. That was the Wednesday interview from the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm Anthony Day. Bye for now. Thank you.